0: I put a call out on social media, ask me anything they want me to answer on the podcast. I did get a few interesting questions thrown at me that I'm not going to share with you. I know that we're mates, right? But yeah, no, you'll have to sit down over a bottle of wine to find some of those things out. But anyway, let's dig in. It's tea in the cricket, so time is short. It's day five in the Boxing Day Test and Australia have got to stay in. It's all happening. Hello, welcome to the Beers with a Miner podcast, episode number 42. I am your host, Mad Mumsy. I'm always asked, How does a little thing like you drive those big trucks? You must be rich. How do I get a job doing that? Well, not everyone is cut out to be a miner, but why not? What does it take to thrive and survive in this industry? So, welcome to another podcast episode. This is the final one for 2017. And I thought I'd do something different. It doesn't matter whether you're listening to this in the future. This should still be relevant and it will help you to get to know me a bit better, but also um, a few things about our mining industry and lifestyle, which is why I do what I do because everyone thinks it's about the money, but they don't think of everything else. So let's start with the real miner's mate, Harry. He's an undergrounder and he asked me, how big are the trucks that you drive? Now, I'll be upfront and honest and say that he didn't actually ask me this this week, but it is a question that I get quite a lot. And um, we were all having crib at the same, not crib, tea at the mess. We were in the same camp at that time. And I wasn't sure how he said, well, from say from the Bay Marie to where we are, how wide is your truck, how high? I'm like, I don't know. They're big, but you know, they... Uh, everything's big out there and when you've been driving them for a while you don't even really notice it unless you've got a sore back or sore legs and you've got to climb or it's hot and you've got to climb all the way up those stairs so I decided that day to step out the truck that I was on on the on the deck up up the top so from as far as I could go one side to as far as I could go the other side and it was 12 of my steps, 12 big, mad, mumsy steps, and I'm only little. I'm uh, five foot three, I think. So oh, I don't know what that is in the new way. It's been the new way, hasn't it, for centimetres for a long time. But I stepped it out, and my estimation was... When I stepped it out the next night back at the mess, I was a couple of tables short. You know, my truck was a lot bigger than I estimated, guesstimated when I said, oh, I don't know, probably from out there to here, perhaps, where we are. And I had my tea in my hand and I, I stepped it out, 12 big steps. I'm like, no, that can't be right. I must have buggered it up. So I went back and did it again, did it again and... I was right um and they're big it was a 797 which is the biggest cat that they have well at the moment uh yeah so he was like what no way yeah the real minor I don't know if he was proud or not but um he thought I was nuts he goes what are you doing you're so embarrassing because I was doing laps with my tea you know shaking my head so that leads on to our next question uh, that Jono asked on my Facebook page, private messaged me, uh, "What trucks and gear do you drive?" I actually wrote out a bit of a list, and I don't think I've forgotten any. And I'll just touch up on them briefly. If you don't know, you can Google them. If you really want to know more about them, but um, yeah, a couple of little stories chucked in there. So Caterpillar's trucks, Triple Sevens, which are the little ones in our world. Um, I have seen a 766, I think it was, under a wash plant once. And it was, um, I think that was in a gold mine. So it's probably the crusher. And I'm like, oh my God, look how cute that truck is. Hang on, I need to have a drink. Oh, and the cricket's back on. So... I better turn around that's okay. I can watch it at the same time All right uh so triple sevens my mum tells a story of when the first triple seven arrived on a site they were at, and they all ran out to see the big, massive truck because obviously over the years they've got bigger and bigger, so yeah, that was a long time ago uh seven eighty five next size up cat's a cat. I was told that when i first started i actually started driving a cat and caterpillar for those who don't know um a cat 793 and i was really scared to drive a 789 (laughs) but they're exactly the same only smaller actually and someone said to me i think it was mad baz uh my stepdad who you can hear in one of the episodes i'll leave a link in the show notes show notes for this page will be found at mad this episode can be found at madmumsy.com forward slash beers 42, the number 42, and I'll leave all the links to anything i talk about there and a couple of pictures if I come across any. I just took one with the cricket and my microphone. <laughs> um, yeah, and he said a cat's a cat. Different models, they change as they get more modern. A few things change, a few levers and dials and, you know, um, Mod cons and seats and ergonomics are a big thing that they. I've noticed that they improve on as the uh, years go by. So that's really nice. So when you get back in a really old dunger truck, it's like, oh, my God, this is so old. <laughs> yes, so Wells up to? 7.85, 7.89. Uh Started in Bs. So Bs, Cs, Ds, and I'll talk about the Fs shortly. Uh, 7.93, 7.93 sevens which are the biggest and they have a lot of stuff double everything like the fire suppression units and things and the um engines and everything are heaps bigger (laughs) google that i'll leave link to that in the show notes actually i'll leave that for my editor if you listen to the podcast you probably know i retired from mining never to return only to have a year off and then come back and one of my disappointments i guess was i never actually got to drive the biggest truck and then um, a year and a bit later, I was, and I was like, oh, I wish I, you know, I think I'd rather be not not back doing it and just saying, oh, I never got to drive it. But it was good, and it's just another cat, like they say, but they were bigger. And that was the one that's 12 of my steps wide on the deck. And they're a little bit wider than that again, but that's as far as you can go with the handrails. Uh So, and in between that was also the 795s, which are relatively new, it's probably been a few years now, but when we first got them, they were very new, brand new, spanking, spunken new. And they're an electric truck. They were the first cat electric truck, so no gear changes, which is awesome when you're in a cat truck you've got to lock it down or plenty of people don't, you know, so that you're not going up in gears up the ramp. So when you're going up and you, it changes from first to second and then it might go, oh, no, I can't do that, it goes back to first or whatever, all the way up the ramp, a lot of times, every time a gear change happens, crap falls off the back. You know, it can be really big rocks or little rocks or whatever, mud, whatever you are carting. and, and uh, greater drivers and stuff like that don't, don't like having to come clean up cat poo up the ramp i'm surprised that in my mind a lot of people hadn't heard it called that but i grew up with it as they say <laughs> in my mining career um yeah so that's the cats and then the uh Komatsus, i've driven the 830 e's we had really old ones and there's dc and ac i can't remember which one i think dc's were better because they didn't have as much of a delay but I just used to yell at them so when you put your foot down leaving the shovel or the digger and then it feels like three seconds I can't remember but it was you know and then they'd finally go oh yeah we'll go and the same when you wanted to break it did my head in you kind of had to plan ahead when you wanted to break you know because all the engines and the or the wheel motors and stuff can't keep up so you've got to plan ahead when you're driving those. But I do believe when they switched from DC to AC or AC to DC, it got a lot better, that delay. So, But the really old ones, they I felt like they were driving me. And the air conditioners were right above my head and they were massive. And it just used to blow all over me and, oh, I didn't like it. So I'd turn it off and then it'd be hot. And I couldn't reach my uh, paperwork on the, on the dashboard because it was real deep. And I could just couldn't reach anything in there and looking back I've since driven them since I've driven other stuff and they're actually quite a small truck, but at that time I felt like they were these big horrible monsters that were driving me. Other Kamatsies I've driven 930 E-2 and the 930 E-4. I believe they were nine thirty E's. I remember there was a dash two and dash four. And the dash fours were the same model, but I don't know, a bit later in the year or something, and they were uh more modern and they had heated seats. And I remember getting in one once and accidentally pushing the button and I didn't know how to turn it off. And it was nice if you got a saw back because it all heated right up. But they're designed for when it's really cold, obviously. But yeah, I finally figured out how to turn that off. And that's something that a few wags will do. You'll get in and the heater will be turned on and the heater on your seat and it's 40 degrees outside. (laughs) Yeah, watch out for that. And they will do that in the light vehicles as well. Hang on, I'll just see what the score is in the cricket and have a drink. We haven't lost another wicket, so that's good. For anyone who cares, we have to stay in all day pretty much. Right. The other Komatsu's that I've driven, we only had them for a little while at this mine. They were hire trucks and then they left. But they were Komatsu 785s. The same number as a cat, 785, but they were Komatsu's. And um, I can't remember if they're... I think they're about the size of a 777, but they were called a 785 from memory. And they are really fast. And they had exhaust brakes, which I'd never, you know, I'd heard of them in trucks maybe, you know, like out on the road. But, um, or where you see signs coming on the highway, please reduce uh, exhaust brake noise into our small town. And um, living next to the highway, I can appreciate that now. I can't remember it really affecting the braking itself. It was just a different noise. Like I say, this is a long time ago. But what I do remember is there was loads of glass around you. Not so many door panels and that felt like it was all glass and it was very hot and the sun just belted in and that but the best thing about them was that the tray came down really fast. In the cats you have to idle off and or you know actually you don't you sit there and wait for the tray to come down all the way down and then you take off but in reality most people are idling away and depends I've been on a few different sites and sometimes you're allowed to idle away so long as um you don't get a warning you know keep it on the actual idle not with your foot down come on hurry up we've got to go so but with these they go Whoa, boom, and they were straight down and it was freaking awesome I was like yeah and then we were away they were they were like little go-karts i really enjoyed those um and the last one i guess is the terex 4400 electric trucks mt for uh mine truck i believe and I've driven those a few a few different times. They were actually brand new when they arrived, and we were kind of the guinea pigs. And they didn't come with a great deal of support, like when we got Caterpillar trucks, they have trainers come with them and have to be there for so many hours because of warranties and stuff. Oh, don't hold me to all that, but from memory, when we got the Terexes, meh, meh, even the workshop didn't know bugger all about them. And um, I think they're about 793 size, and they're electric. And they just have a forward reverse lever, not like a gear stick. Kind of is, but um, it can do you. You really feel it in your shoulder. And because I have to push my seat so far forward to reach the pedals, my shoulder's just that little bit further back. And if you've got a sore wrist, you'll know all about it as well. Uh, but then they're, they're not a bad truck. I don't mind them at all. And so that's the trucks, water carts, uh, mainly triple sevens, C's and D's. And they have no auto retarder. So it's a real knack to feather your hand retarder whilst turning on your sprays on and off. Back in the day, we used to spot spray. So on, off, on, off, on, off. But now we strip spray. So that makes it easier when you're driving those. And if you don't keep the speed of the truck under a certain speed, <laughs> you'll get an engine over speed. And that's not good for the engines. And it makes a big loud noise too, so you'll hear it when people are on the... T- and because you probably have to talk on the two-way as well while you're doing this and see what's going on and not over water and be sure you can stop. I was used to driving those and then we got a brand new 777 F truck and um, that's kind of the latest model cat trucks at the moment, the Fs. It's probably different, you know, versions of Fs because they've been quite a few years, but I don't think there's another one yet. And they're weird because the seat instead of being on the left-hand side, it was more on the right and the little dicky seat was on the left. And because all of our trucks are left-hand drive, that's where we're used to being. And it just felt like you're driving in the middle of the road. But they're very nice, very nice truck um, and had automatic retarder in the water car. What, what, happy days. We thought we were queens and kings. And then um, it also had on the on the panel inside the truck how much water was left in the tank so a lot of times you're like oh well i don't know i must be running out soon uh depending how much you've put on and stuff but this had it but you know they don't last it didn't last that long so anyway uh, but the auto retarder still works as far as i know so luxury there in the f uh and i've also driven a couple of loaders long time ago but um in mining 972 these were both cats 972 and 988 And the 7.2 was quite modern. It might have been a G. I'd have to ask them. I think it was a G. Um, And then, or H, and then not, I don't know. I'm making that up. The the 9.88 was bigger, but it was older. It was old school. remember it was more levers and like, whoa, (laughs) like you really drove it. It was pretty cool. And we were mainly used those for rock sniffing, you know, cleaning up the cat poo up the ramp and building Lighting plant buns, so, you know, bits of dirt around the lighting plants so trucks don't run into them when you can't see the light. I didn't see it because of the light. Sounds ridiculous, but it does blind you. Anyway, um, and I loaded a few moxies with mud as well, and I didn't like that. I've spoken about that before. I've got a few heights, and having the bucket right up high in the air just made me feel like I was up there too, and it was unstable and wobbly. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to (laughs) die. An old mate sitting in there. And you have to. I had to really um, bang to try and get the mud out of the bucket. And he was just saying, "Just hit the truck. It's all right. That's what they all do." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." And then he called me up and say, "Oh, you're still got half a bucket in there." And I'm like, "Oh, no shit, you know?" Because <laughs> it won't come out. It was stuck. It was actual mud. So yeah, I soon got over that. Um, and I've also driven graders. 16H and a 16M, and I started on the H, and they're hilarious. I think there's like nine levers or more. I don't know. I don't drive them anymore, which I'll go into in a minute. But I sat there, and I'm like, what the fuck? How are you meant to do anything? And yeah, and you just learn where all the levers are and what picks up what and what spins around, and and it's all um becomes second nature. You know, you end up just going and moving on around and. Stuff like that. So that was pretty cool. I did like the H. And then they said, oh, come on, Mad Mumsy will chuck you in the M. So, (laughs) oh, my God, they were joystick. And you feel like you're driving, uh, flying a plane or something. They are pretty cool. Very uh, much better on your uh, back and uh, ergonomic, you know, like you just sit there and you like the ones more like what you'd see on the road. But it's hard to control because that's your steering it's your blade lift, it's your blade turn, it's your blade tilt, it's your ripper down, maybe. I can't remember if there was a separate button for that. Like I say, it's been a few years. And it was, um, you're kind of doing these ones, you can't see me, but you go on over that side, then back. Oh, a bit far that way, a bit far that way, a bit far that way. And um, I always admire someone who learns in one of those. Or when they first get in, they can keep a straight line. I'm like, well, you're better than me. Yeah, I remember everything was on your left hand. must have been the steering mainly was on your left hand. And I'm left-handed. There's another thing you might not know about me. I felt like that was my dominant hand. So I was oversteering all the time and then oversteering back. I did manage, in the end, before I left, never to return again, to um, get the knack of it kind of good enough, you know. (laughs) When I did return to mining... I decided I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore because I'm only short, as I say, and it always – the uh, all the levers and everything felt a long way away and off centre to where I was sitting, especially my right leg used to have to go out a fair way and then right over to the right. And it just, it just put a lot of mm, – uh, I was going to say unknown pressure, but I knew about it, but pressure on my knees – and um and stuff and i just i'm like nah you know i'm getting on a bit i don't like to say i'm too old for that shit but i'm, d- I'm too old for that shit i don't want to do it and i asked them if they could make me <laughs> and they said no no you know we won't make you but i don't want to lose my job over not doing it but i uh, don't want to i'm happy in a truck so at the moment i just basically do truck water cart happy days Okay, so that's all. That's enough dribbling on about all of the machines that I drive. Thanks for those questions, Jono, Harry, and um, everyone else who's asked me over the years. And now I'll just send them back to this next time they ask me the question, because as you know, you can go on a bit. And now here's another question from Driller Rick. You may have heard me speak about him at the end, if you got all the way to the end of episode, Mm, I'd like to say 40, perhaps. And Driller... uh, Driller... Stink and <laughs> He's my number one fan on Twitter. Likes everything, shares it, posts really engaging and I love Twitter so make sure you hit me up if you're over there and he sent me a message and suggested a different tack which I thought was good. He asked me to ask the question of people who think they want to work in mining how would they feel or handle having to work important days like New Year's Eve or birthdays or anniversaries because rosters control life once you're in the industry? Thanks, Rick. That's a great question and it is something that I really point out a lot, um, especially in my new course that I've created because a lot of people don't even think about that. You know, I have shared a few times about if it's your birthday or like I worked my birthday this year and and stuff but you just stretch it out I have a two-week birthday nearly three actually you know I have an early one and then I'll have one on site or when I'm at work and then another one when I get home with people I, I missed out on I know my sister the hard hat mentor she's having or well they had Christmas day the day after boxing day because her partner was away working and so she's still said happy christmas to all of us but she didn't drink she had to pick him up from the airport oh what one lucky but they made up for it in their own way a couple of days later and these are the sort of things that you need to think about and if you can hack it you know especially if you've got little kids and you you might not be there for christmas or many things and even you know like me with my sport (laughs) you know i hate it when i have to work and there's cricket on or footy but usually they my crew are pretty good. They'll keep me updated. <laughs> if, or I'll call up on the two-way and ask if you haven't got it. But he's uh, Rick's right. You know, um, our rosters control our life. Once you're in the industry, oh, do you want to come here? Oh, hang on. I'll just look at my roster. A good tip is take a picture of the card. They usually give you a laminated card or something of your roster. Take a picture of it, and then you've always got it on you if you're like most people in the world, and you've always got your phone. So... It's handy to have a look. And if it's something you really want to do, like uh, me and my girls, or my girls and I, whatever, we're going to see Pink in August next year. And I've looked at my roster and I'm working, assuming I'm still there. (laughs) So I'm going to put in for holidays for it. Anyone on my crew listening, don't you dare put in for them. (laughs) But um, we've already bought the tickets, so I'm just being hopeful that I can get there. And my daughter also is going to put him for time off as well, even though she's not in mining industry. See, you have it in whatever work you are you're doing really am I working but uh the difference is if you've got a real job as as opposed to fiFO Dido work away job, you are home every night, so you can probably wangle something. yeah, I hope that Rick's question has also helped you, and that I have done Rick justice with my answer no doubt he will let me know (laughs) just closing out on that is to think about it seriously I'm joking about it now you know over a beer but think about it seriously talk to your partner about it or um you know it might be your parents 90th birthday or or, you know what I mean it's not just about families and couples and kids because a lot of people are single but there's other shit in, in the life that you might miss out on. Or there's other relatives and friends. You know, what about if it's um Jono's 40th and you can't dare miss that. You'll be, you know, you won't even be friends anymore. So that's what you, uh, you need to think about those things. And if you can hack that, well, go for it. Good luck. So remember, if you are trying to get into the mining industry, head over to mining.teachable.com. And you will, uh, I've got a couple of courses there that just might help you out. I'll leave some links in the show notes. It's com forward slash beers 42, the number 42. All right, I'll have a drink and then we'll do another question. Still only four for in the cricket. All right, changing tack now. I had this question over Christmas. It probably wasn't directly asked as a response to um, what I put out on social media, but... It's a big part of who I am, so I thought I'd chuck it in here. Vicky, my daughter's mother-in-law, right, keeping up, yep, (laughs) Uh, she's lovely, and um, I have met her a few times when our new grandbaby was born, and we're friends on Facebook, so she sees my stuff on Facebook and um, (laughs) can't get her head around how much I'm obsessed about sport and she tagged me in something the other day about there was a desert island, a fantastic island getaway or something. But there was no internet and no, or there was there was no sport basically. Come down to, and heaps people were going, "Hell yeah, I'd still go." And I'm like, "No way!" Or you'd miss the grand final. You know what I mean? It was one of those sort of things. And that's where she said, "Oh my god, Leanne, I can't believe that you're like that." It's so funny. So I thought I'd throw that in there, but. The reason I love my sport so much is mum and dad's fault. Brainwashed at birth, totally. I tried it on my kids, but meh, didn't really work. They're kind of into it, not as much as me. And that's, that's all right. Everyone can be their own thing, but they know when they're with me. And I've got to balance it out too. I can't make people do stuff, especially if I'm at their house. <laughs> Turn that off. We've got to watch the cricket. No, not in this house. Um, so mum and dad, when I, when I was a baby... I think this might have come up in the interview with mum, actually, but um, at the footy, we'd be at the footy in South Australia and mum would take a bottle and she'd have to run down to the tap to cool it down or heat it up or whatever. And dad would pass it up through his mates and everything and it was the big joke, you know. So I was at the footy from birth pretty much. (laughs) It's a wonder I wasn't born there. And as I grew up, summer in South Australia, bloody hot, and we had a pool for most of it my um, primary school and on kind of years and summer was out the back in the pool with the cricket on the radio and the little black and white portable tv with the aerials on a stool or something but don't get it wet with the the sound turned down tradition in our family always turn the sound down and listen to the radio and not adverts and the clowns on channel nine which my dad always used to call them at the time but I must admit I quite like our channel nine commentators at the moment because a lot of them are amazing awesome past cricketers so sorry dad I might have changed that tradition and the ad gives me a chance to go out and have a beer or go do important things (laughs) so that's when I was a baby we didn't just watch and listen sport either as we were growing up we all played mum and dad were both in lots of sporting clubs they were on committees they were the presidents at one stage they were both president I think dad was president of his motorcycle club scrambles back then and my mum was president of the netball club and involved in the association like full-on she used to play netball eight times a week yeah, there's only seven days in a week, right? wonder why knees and back are stuffed now. Love you, mum. <laughs> and they coached us as well. Netball, uh, played softball, raced mini-bikes. As I got a bit older, I did taekwondo, still did netball. But now I pretty much, I do yoga. <laughs> and I love watching sport. Just love it. All forms, especially cricket, footy. Tennis is coming up, you know. Don't mind a bit of tennis. Always have... Australia number one and then I have my two states Queensland and South Australia which is why I'm allowed to have two teams in the footy which is also another question I get all the time why do you have two teams and then I get told you can't have two teams I'm not going to go into it too much here because I've always already been going on a bit but you know I spent half my life down in South Australia so I love South Australian teams and then the rest of my life up here in Queensland so I started following some Queensland teams as well so now I love them both the same amount yes I have two teams when they play each other I wear both scarves I sing both songs I cheer every goal I nearly got beat up by someone once who said in the toilets he said you a lady no she probably wasn't, you know a thing as my sister would say a thing she told, she said you got to pick one team I'm like I can do what I want <laughs> She's, anyway, have a nice day off, I went. So, yeah, I've had many arguments about that with lots of people and it pisses people off and I don't, I don't care. And the funny thing is, is when you're a member, well, I remember well, it was for a long time, of the Brisbane Lions and we used to go to the Gabba all the time and there'd be old mate there and he's full, Lions, Lions, Lions. And then Geelong would come and play and he had all his Geelong shit on. I'm like, right, so it's not just me, you know, there's a lot of people that are like that. So I'm glad I got that out of my system. I hope you are too. Back to mining now. Oh, take a breath. Have a drink. Um, Michelle, one of my Monty's ladies, and you'll hear a bit more about Monty's just as I wrap up this episode, but she suggested that I talk about friends on the work site. And that's, that's a great subject. Thanks for asking me that, Michelle. Pet. <laughs> you make so many when you, when you uh, work in the industry, you know, especially when you've been in, in it for a while and you look back at how many people that you've met and you've just become great friends with them and you get really close or they move on or you do. But whenever you catch up again, you, all, you always uh, go back to where you left off and you reminisce about, oh, remember the day this, that, that happened. Um, Facebook is fantastic for staying in touch these days, but you have to know their real name just last week a guy on our crew left and we were having drinks in the morning after night shift just two because it was you know night shift and he um i said oh we'll have to be friends on facebook he said oh, i think we are i'm like yeah i think we are i'm like no i don't know and then he told me his real name I'm like oh god yeah well yeah, we are, and he he comments on stuff all the time. So, And then I remember seeing him there with his kids and everything. And it's a bit sad to see him go because I really enjoyed his company and um, we helped each other out a couple of times throughout the year. You know, we all have struggles at times as well. Not saying that he had issues. I did mainly. <laughs> but it's always good to have someone people out there who've got your back that you can talk to and i don't really mean cover up for you if you do something wrong or whatever but more support you when perhaps you're not okay or you notice that they're not okay you know i've done quite a few episodes about this if you go back through the archives and i'll leave links to those as well like the interview with brendan the ceo of are you okay friends on crew you know um Mining is such a small world, and most people know someone that you do. So if you get a new person on, oh, you strike up a conversation, I, I usually end up saying, so this is where you tell me your life story <laughs> and then have a laugh. I said, no, you cool. you know Where would you work for? Whatever. And then once you realise where they worked, you know someone who used to work there or a boss who went there, oh, how did you go with that? You know, stuff like that. So you can start up a conversation, and it's a good way to uh, start to make new friends if you're the new person as well. So uh, just remember that. And perhaps, and this might be what uh, Michelle was getting at, not sure, Michelle, but as I did write up a couple of notes on this, obviously, but it came to me that perhaps you're friends with someone and then they start at work with you on crew. So how does that affect your actual friendship? Because uh, that's something to think about too, because people can be different in the... um, Same with relatives, you know, like when I started on um, Mad Baz's crew, that would have changed all of the, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word, not scenario, Not interactions with everybody, you know, because he was watching out for me big time because I was hopeless and I was a mess and I was upset and I didn't think I could do it and I wanted to die and, oh, my God, but I'm not going into that story. But, yeah, it's something to think about, how it can affect... The relationships that you already do have on crew. So, uh, what if it's, what like as a girl? What if, what if you get someone on crew and then they do the wrong thing or they piss off someone or they're just an outright bitch and you never even knew they were like that? It's like what, oh, just what? Oh no, she's not my friend. <laughs> I can't say that's ever happened to me, but um, yeah. So it's good to have friends. Now uh that's the end of the questions. Thank you so much. I'll probably uh, get some more now that I've finished. And if that happens, I'll do some, I don't know, I'll answer them privately or I'll leave it in the show notes. Or I'll just say, I'm lucky you missed out, man. I told you there was a cutoff. (laughs) So I'm going to insert here, which you'll hear straight away, but I'll get my editor, which is me, to add it in. And a while ago, you may remember, I was on a getaway to Monty's Resort, just north of Airlie Beach. And on the last night on the beach with my trusty iPhone, full supermoon hiding behind the clouds, I recorded a little piece I had had quite a bit to drink, (laughs) but I'm quite surprised um, how nice it turned out and I'd like to share it with you. My sister said that I should because she thought it made a lot of sense. (laughs) Thanks to you, Blister. Also, for your support throughout the year, my hard hat mentor, love you. And um, to you, you enjoy this little chat from Mad Mumsy on the beach. Now for a word from our sponsor. Welcome, Julia Hartman and the Bantax Accounting Group to Team Mad Mumsy. Julia is my awesome accountant. She has written two books with financial expert Noel Whitaker and has a passion to help us miners make the most out of our hard-earned cash. Head to bantax.com.au forward slash miners, that's B-A-N-T-A-C-S, to download your free miners booklet and a spreadsheet that will help you calculate the weight of your tools you need for your job. Why, you ask? You might be able to hitchhike a ride with them and claim your trips to work sounds confusing not at all just head over to bantax.com.au and let julia and the team help you out you will also find loads of free information and advice on property investing if you plan to really do some great things with your money again that's bantax.com.au forward slash minors and tell them mad mumsy sent me So I'm here at Monty's. I've been here for three days with four other or four awesome women. And it's really nice to hang out with people that are older than me, which is unusual in my world. They're not all older than me, I don't think, but we're all about the same age. And it's it's really nice to just process stuff. And this is our last night here. I'm on the beach. I don't know if you can hear the waves lapping in the background. And it's been raining everywhere, all over Queensland, um, but not here. So I've been posting on Instagram I'm on Facebook the blue skies and stuff. It's been awesome. Um, I just wanted to quickly record this. This is the last night, and I'm about to go to bed. The first night I sat up till 3.30 in the morning. The next night was 2.30, so I was early, which was nice. And both nights I was sitting up talking to a different person. Last night we were sitting on the sand out the front of our cabin right by the beach and deeper meaningfuls. We all need time to get away. We need to connect with people on a level that we can all share our deepest inner thoughts and that's what's been going on this weekend and my friend just told me i need to cut my hair right there at that level she even took a picture of me and said see that's how it should be at my shoulder but mad mumsy i'll wear plaits how am i gonna how am i gonna rock that i don't know but fuck it i might just do it i don't know um and tonight is the full moon i've been so excited for the full moon and it's not it's cloudy it's not raining, actually. I think it might be trying to rain now just so I go to sleep. But um, we're going to miss the super moon, which is the brightest moon of the year. But it's okay. I know it's there. I'm still feeling its energy. And the energy says to release everything from this year that is unwanted and be ready for the next year. So I'm wishing that for you too. And I hope that you have good friends like I do who've got your back and who you can just laugh with and just relax and be yourself. I've danced, I've sung. I, you know, they filmed me singing Billy Don't Be a Hero and I sent it to my sister. <laughs> and I sent it to the real miner, and he, uh, <laughs> he said basically don't give up your day job. <laughs> Oh, dear. But it's good times, you know. We we need those. It's such a relief just to let go and release. And um, for me, you know, hook in, have lots of beers, have a few drinks, have mango daiquiris for breakfast. And we shared the food around, the love, you know. I bought nibblies and the pizzas for our first night and... um, It's just great when you have a group of people get together when you go away and it's such a team and it just worked perfectly. And I just am about to go to bed now. Everyone's gone to sleep. I'm the last one standing again. Every night I was the last one. That's unbelievable. Um, But, yeah, it's something we all need to do and enjoy life right now because we've only got one life right and we're all going back to reality tomorrow we work in diverse areas some are in the cane crush which is about to finish so they're happy you know we do one week on one off they do six months on six months off so well some of them have six off or some work in maintenance and at the mill and stuff and uh, someone else works at the hospital another lady is in between contracts she was saying she's unemployed but we chose to change that to in between contracts i hope she remembers that and then there's me and it's just great i love it we're at monty's resort which is just north of early beach highly recommend it if you're in queensland you got to come to this part of the world. It's just freaking awesome. You'll love it. And, uh, yeah, until next time. Catch you later. Cheers. So I'm going back to the cricket. Uh, they still have to get six wickets. There's still quite a few hours' play left. Um, so that's it. My work here is done. I'd like to quickly thank... Julia Hartman from Bantax Accounting Group for sponsoring the podcast all year. Julia, I really appreciate you and all of your support to make me keep going. Encouragement um and also for sponsoring the podcast. Thank you so much. Um please, if you would like if you're enjoying the podcast, if you could share them with your mates. Grab their phone, find their podcast app, put in beers with a minor, hit subscribe, they will never miss out, and neither will you if you haven't done that. And if anyone asks, how do I get a job in the mines, send them my way. That's why I do what I do, because not everyone should be in the mines, and they don't even know that. They just see the money. Anyway, don't even get me started. <laughs> Happy New Year to you and to yours. As always, stay safe, be real, be special, and have fun, for we only live once. And go the Aussies in everything. Woohoo! Go home, Barmy Army. Barmy Army. Barmy army. Oh shit, they've just gone working. Oh no, I've got to go. (laughs) And I didn't make that up. Cheers. (laughs) Oh no.